welcome to Ardor's Erotic Reflections. In this podcast, Ardor gives you glimpses into some of his stories and talks about his odd and pointless views on gender, sex, and all things erotic. This is a rebroadcast of a 2015 podcast. The story, Paternia University, and its predecessor are no longer available. The story, An Orphan of Zur, has been published to both my website, arterotica.com, and amazon.com. We're not talking about the Kickstarter project, though, so don't even ask. I had planned two more Zur books, but their fate is kind of dubious right now. The other two books I talk about have also been published to my site and Amazon. Maybe I'll talk more about the Kickstarter another time. But for now, let's just check out this podcast. What do you say? Hi, and welcome to the 10th episode of Ardor's Erotic Reflections. Don't forget about my other podcast, though, Art Erotica. On that podcast, I read excerpts from some of my stories and talk about the trouble I get into. You have to go to my website, arterotica.com, to get that show. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A dot com. You'll find the show on my podcast page, where you can use the feed link to subscribe to it through iTunes or any other podcatcher that you like to use. You can also listen to it directly from my website. It's all free, but you'll have to go to my website to check it out. You'll find that show on my podcast page, where you can use the feed link to subscribe to it through iTunes or any other podcatcher that you like to use. You can also listen to it directly from my website. It's all free. On the next episode of Art Erotica, I will be reading an excerpt from my story, Southern Paternia University. This is a continuation of a story someone else started. So the world and the characters aren't mine, but the story is all new and original. I'll be reading parts of it on my other podcast and posting it free to my website. You'll also find links on my website that will take you to the original story if you want to check it out. And I'll also be talking about an experience I had at a feed party. I've been going to a monthly feed party for some time now. I've been kind of hesitant to talk about my experiences there because the community is kind of small where I live and I don't want to give away anyone's secrets. This happened a while ago though, and I got the okay from all four of the women involved, so you definitely want to hear about this experience. I just finished my second story in the world of the planet Zur. I'll be releasing it very soon. I have a few more things to set up and then it's go time, baby. I'm very excited about this project and I hope you are too. I felt a kind of John Carter, Warlord of Mars sort of vibe when I was writing this new book. You're not really gonna see it. There are no swords or aliens with extra arms. There are no thoats to ride. Beat. Although it is reflected a little bit in the cover and also in the fact that the book ends in a huge cliffhanger. I want to warn everyone about that from the start. Of course, that means that there will be a sequel. And I've decided that if the Kickstarter campaign does well enough, not only will there be a bonus chapter to the original Zura story, but I'll include this new book and the sequel. You're going to have to really do me proud, though. You'll be getting a lot of hard work in one book. So if you're out there and you want it, pledge and pledge hard. The new short story wound up not so short. I meant to write a 5,000 or so word story. Somehow, it wound up going almost three times that long. 
And that's with me holding back. I would really, really love to be able to just let go and write my freaking beat off on the sequel and the bonus chapter. I really need your help with that though. Printing is expensive. It would be awesome to have a real book though. And if this one works out, I have two other unpublished, never before read books that I would love to take straight to print. One is a collection of beep stories and the other is a beep playbook. Some really awesome stuff in both stories that would make fantastic books. Okay, enough promotion. Let's change tracks. I was thinking about something dumbbeep.com wrote about forced feminization. And I quote, forced as humiliation is misogynistic and nothing about misogyny turns me on. The idea that being a woman or dressing or acting feminine is degrading or humiliating relies on the assumption that being female slash woman is less than being male slash man. For the record, I don't think there's anything humiliating, demeaning, or shameful about being, feeling, acting, or dressing like a woman. End quote. For the record, let me start off by saying that I agree with her. A man being forced to dress as a woman in order to humiliate him is misogynistic. It's saying that for a man to be like a woman in any way makes him less than a man, maybe even less than a person. That actually devalues all of us. Here's the problem I see, though. We live in a truly messed up world. Women are devalued and men who are effeminate are devalued as well. According to The Advocate, as of July 27, 2015, 18 transgendered women have been killed this year. PlanetTransgender.com says that a trans woman is slain every 29 hours. Saying that's harsh is a bit of an understatement. So there's this thing, this attitude about women that seeps into our collective subconscious. Even if you don't believe in it, it's still there. It surrounds and inundates you, and it's difficult not to be affected by it. It comes out in different ways in different people. Some people are really sexist and misogynistic. They're the obvious, easy ones to spot. In other people, it's much more subtle. It causes them to develop fetishes like forced feminization. Now, I'm not trying to make an excuse for misogyny or suggest that anyone take part in any kind of play that they are uncomfortable with. In theory, we should all be able to just look at something that's wrong, recognize it for what it is, and evolve beyond it. Sadly, people don't work that way. Mentally, we are so delicate and fragile that it's really pretty scary. And, unfortunately, people usually have to be dragged, kicking and screaming, into the future. So what I'm trying to say is that, yes, I agree with dumb beep, that forced feminization does have its roots in misogyny, and we should find a way to redirect that kind of play into something healthier. However, we should also have some kind of empathy for the people who indulge in it. In a way, they're victims of misogyny as well, and unless they are shown why that type of play is unhealthy, they may never realize it. Also, I think it's interesting and important to understand where these things come from. It's really important to pay attention to your feebs and fantasies. Every now and then, you should really delve into them and try to figure out why you're by whatever it is that It's good to have an exciting, creative fantasy life, but it's also important to stay healthy. Figuring out why something you on will allow you to take control of it and guide it in safe and sane ways, rather than letting it take a hold of you and lead you somewhere really, really bad.
Men aren't the only ones who are affected in this strange, subtle way. I've heard a number of women say that they feel empowered by play. And don't for a second think I'm knocking play. It's among my favorite types of play. And of course, I, as a love empowered women. But I find the idea that they feel empowered because they have a between their legs fascinating. Of course, some of it is the role reversal, but even that goes off on the idea that being is a submissive activity. I found this amazing video clip on Tumblr that shows that that's just not true. You can be the one being and be the dominant one. Look at the show notes for a link to that video clip because it's really freaking hot. The most surprising example of this type of thing is a Kickstarter project I came across some time ago. A woman was selling little bronze peepees. Yes, thank you, Apple, for making me talk like a three-year-old. She was selling peepees in order to give women strength and feel equal to men. I was shocked at this and thought she'd get all sorts of hate mail. A woman needs a peepee in order to feel equal to a man? Not only are all the comments positive, except for one that was blocked by Kickstarter, but the campaign earned over $13,000. You really should go and check out the campaign. As usual, there will be a link in the show notes. I mean, I get it's supposed to be a light-hearted, jokey kind of thing. You need to be a man to get ahead. So next time some jerk wants to whip it out and measure peepees, I've got one of my own to bring to the fight. But still, isn't there something weird about that? That's not how it should be, and it makes me a little sad that things between the sexes are the way they are. I don't know. Maybe I'm off base on all of this. Half the time, I think I'm the only one who has these kind of stupid thoughts. I mean, I try to puzzle this stuff out, because a lot of it just makes no sense to me. It all just seems so freaking bizarre. Anyone out there have an opinion? I'd love to hear it. Thanks for listening, and don't forget... You can only get the free bonus chapters most of my books have by buying directly through me on ardorotica.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A dot com. I use PayPal, so it's safe, secure, and the best way to buy my books. Stop by my website today and get a free ebook and see how simple it is to put my books on your favorite device. Thanks for listening to Ardor's Erotic Reflections. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to check out his other podcast, Art Erotica. You'll find it on his podcast page on his website, arterotica.com. That's A-R-D-O-R-O-T-I-C-A dot com. It's also free and has excerpts of some of the stories. Listen, subscribe, and see you next time on Ardor's Erotic Reflections.